A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. 70 a.m. The Zone. Sure she'll stop farming when pigs fly. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, I don't know if pigs were flying, but there were sure enough debris flying in some areas of Wisconsin overnight. More severe weather that rolled through. Thank you so much to all you talk text rainfall reporters. Kyle from Evansville said he picked up 1.6 inches of rain overnight. Had some wind, but fortunately in his area, no damage. It's going to be another warm one today to cl- conclude the 93rd Wisconsin State FFA Convention. Thank goodness all those uh, blue and gold uh, corduroy jackets are in air conditioning at the Alliant Energy Center. Today, sunshine and 86. Tomorrow, sunshine and 80 degrees. Saturday, sunshine and 79. Sunday, sunshine and 86. And back into the 90s for the front part of next week. Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist, has weather details coming up. And don't forget, your rainfall reports or updates on the weather, whatever's on your mind, use our talk text line, 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Rural Mutual Assurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at RuralMutual.com slash careers. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. It's 15 minutes until dinner time, and between everything on the stove, table, and cutting board, you've got enough to worry about. But everyone knows the meal isn't complete without warm, delicious rolls. So what can you do? There's no time to make rolls from scratch or pick some up from the bakery. Now you don't have to compromise. Try Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls with all the taste and freshness of homemade rolls, ready in around 10 minutes. Simply heat them in the oven and you're done. No prep necessary, no stress required. Complete the meal with Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls. In this day and age of those markets, volatility out there, you know, we need to have some extra help sometimes to stay in those farm rolls. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn. And Pam had the opportunity to talk to somebody about that off-farm income. Yeah, you're right, Jill. And it is a big chunk of Wisconsin agriculture. That's what I came to find out. Dr. Steve Deller is a professor in the Department of Applied and Agriculture Economics on the UW-Madison College of Ag and Life Sciences campus. He often tries to take snapshots of what happens in Wisconsin agriculture, in our farming practices. And this time around, he wanted to focus in on just how many farms rely on off-farm income to stay afloat. And I think you'll be surprised. When you drive past those farms, uh, generally speaking in Wisconsin, there's probably at least 50% that are relying on off-farm income just to keep the lights on. Deller and I talked a little bit about why that happens in Wisconsin, why it's been happening in Wisconsin, and why he's taking a closer look at what this means long-term for Wisconsin's rural communities. One of the things is that the number of farms in Wisconsin, we have a large number of relatively small farms. Um, Indeed, 
almost half of farms, not quite half of the farms in Wisconsin have sales of less than $10,000. And, you know, as a, a business that generates that kind of revenue isn't really sufficient to support a you know, support the farmer and the farmer's family. So we're looking at off-farm income. And um, indeed, a little over half um, of the farmers in the arms data actually, you know, report that farming is not their primary occupation. Um, it is it is some other uh, type of employment. So when you look at uh, the typical farm household over the last five, well, between 2016 and 2020, the most current data that we have, um, receives about 75% of their income from off-farm sources. Indeed, when you look at um, the smallest farms, the farms with less than $100,000 in sales, which dominates, it's almost three-quarters, 80% of all the farms in Wisconsin, um, you're looking at um, nearly 100%, more than 100% of the farm household or family is income is coming from off the farm. Now, what that tells me is that that off-farm income is actually supplementing the farm. It's allowing that farm to continue in operation. The farm can essentially break even, if you will, uh, and continue operating, but the family is able to maintain a standard of living that they find acceptable because of off-farm income. Now, there's a lot of different stories behind what Dr. Steve Deller is telling us here. Uh, the straightforward information about the fact that 75% of Wisconsin farms are basically depending on some other form of income to continue to function as a family. That also speaks to the dynamics of our rural communities. You know, for a long time, people moved out to the country, and uh, when they got to a community where they saw a tractor driving down the road or maybe an FFA signed by the high school, they felt that agriculture was the reason that that community, that rural economy, was surviving, thriving. Now it seems as if agriculture is becoming more dependent on that rural economy for that off-farm income, Steve. That's true. I think, you know, 50 years ago, definitely 75 years ago, a lot of these rural communities were there because of agriculture. But that's changed. So that notion that these rural communities are dependent upon those farms being there was true 50, 75 years ago. But that relationship, as you note, has kind of flipped now. If we, you know, the policy implication that comes out of this study is that if we want to kind of save the family farm, we need to kind of focus on creating off-farm employment opportunities. That relationship has kind of changed direction. And, you know, this the, the having a vibrant employment uh, market, non-ag-related vibrant employment market, is actually allowing these farms to continue in operation. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's, uh, that's something, if you slow down and think about farm families that you might know, uh, many times uh, one of the partners might be a teacher, a nurse, uh, has accounting or something that they can do, and they can either drive into a metropolitan or more urban area and work or do some of the work from their home. Talk to me a little bit about that, Steve. What did you learn about why are we, I mean, aside from the obvious that the farm's not making enough money, but elaborate on why we are seeking that off-farm income. For a long time, even myself as a kid, you wanted an off-farm job for the insurance. Is that still the underlying reason? I think that that was many years ago, but I think that it's gotten to a point <clears throat> now that it's not only the insurance, it's the actual income that provides stability, financial stability to the, to the family. And with that stability, 
and a certain standard of living uh, that the farm family finds acceptable, they're able to keep the farm operating. And, um, you know, so it, it again goes back to the, the to the kind of the, the if if we want to keep farms vibrant in Wisconsin, we need to kind of focus on getting those off farm employment opportunities and trying to provide that networking that allows for that. What else did you learn in this uh, survey? Again, Dr. Steve Deller's in studio with us. He's a professor, Department of Applied and Agriculture Economics on the UW-Madison campus. Quite often, especially when we do our uh, yearly updates with UW, uh, Dr. Deller comes in and takes a deeper dive on some of the statistics that make up Wisconsin agriculture. And as he's pointing out in this one, it is that reality that many farms through the uncertainty of commodity prices, the erratic weather, what have you, have turned for a little bit of a rock-solid dependent part of their income to off-farm jobs. And that's usually the female, correct? Usually, but that's changing over time. The number of women farmers has actually been growing quite significantly. You can almost see the the growth in the number of women farmers line up with the growth in the interest in local foods. Mm And women farmers um, tend to be more of an equal partner, if you will, uh, with, the, with the spouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, more women farmers are, are kind of taking it on and, and becoming the primary farmer. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was surprising. Um, it also hinges on, and I, the data doesn't allow us to kind of look at the you know, the, the commodity, what is the farm producing? So the difference between, say, a grain farmer and a livestock farmer is very, very different. Mm-hmm. A grain farmer, I'm from Illinois, and it's corn and beans. Mm-hmm. And there, many of the farmers have off-farm employment, okay? And because the nature of the operation, they don't need to be on the farm day in and day out. With, a, say, a dairy operation or a hog operation or a poultry operation, you have to be on that farm every single day. So there's a difference there. And unfortunately, we can't get into that. So, you know, the answer to your question is going to depend somewhat on, you know, what is the farmer actually producing? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit then about what does this mean to Wisconsin, our heritage, which we are so deeply proud of, and going forward? Uh, it does not appear that this is a trend that's going to change. Um, we mentioned that about 10% of Wisconsin farms are of the scope, of the size, where they're generating enough income to cover everybody, let's say. And there seems to be a, uh, a tone in the state that we don't want those big farms. How feasible is it, Steve, for those people that say we must save the small family farms or the medium family farms, explain for them there aren't many medium farms left anymore. That was one, not in this particular study, but in other work. One of the things that we're finding over time is that the, the kind of the distribution of farm size, if you will, is kind of what we call bifurcating. Kind of that middle is getting smaller. What we're seeing is we're seeing some growth in the very biggest farms, and we're seeing growth in the smallest farms. And that growth in the largest farms really has kind of slowed down. Um, it's when you when you see a big CAFO operation start up and expand, it's kind of very visible, but they're they're not that common. 
if there is growth in the number of smaller farms or modest size, less than $100,000, if we want to keep those farms operating, we have to have off farm income. But even the largest farms, even the farms in Wisconsin have more than a million dollars in sales, about 14% of uh, farm household income is coming from off the farm. Now that could be that insurance, that medical insurance. They're, they're, they're taking off farm employment for that health insurance and it's supplementing the family. But it's um, almost uniformly, we see very, very few farms that do not have some form of off farm income. And that's not a situation we're going to change overnight. Thanks, Steve. Steve Deller in studio with us, a professor in the Department of Agriculture and Applied Economics on the UW-Madison campus. Again, uh, the bottom line here, slightly over half of farm operators said farming was not their primary occupation, that most of their financial dependency coming from off-farm sources. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Experienced electricians come join our team. Here's Dan, a commercial journeyman forever ready electric. Family company, they take care of people, they take care of their workers. There's a lot of benefits to working forever ready, including the fact that when you work on your education, they do reimburse you for that time. They're very good about sick time and very good about family. Competitive wages, great atmosphere, great benefits. Apply at everreadyelectric.net. For all your electrical needs, we are ever ready. You don't get to be the league's all-time leading rusher without feeling some pain. Pro football legend Emmett Smith knows joint pain, and he also knows the old treatments aren't the only treatments. Today, there's a natural alternative to drugs and surgery. It's biologic therapies from QC Kinetics. I'm talking regenerative solutions that encourage your body to heal and repair itself. Do you have pain in your hips, knees, shoulder, lower back? Want to get your life back? The local medical professionals at QC Kinetics can help. Call to learn more about this exciting natural way to deal with chronic joint pain. Don't put it off. Call QC Kinetics. Restorative regenerative solutions with no downtime and lasting results. Don't let your joint pain keep you from doing the things you love. There's a new natural solution that patients are raving about. QC Kinetics. Make the call to QC Kinetics. Tell them Emmett Smith sent you. Call QC Kinetics. 608-319-1750. That's 608-319-1750. 608-319-1750. We give you the tools, knowledge, and income so you can take your career however far you want to take it. I'm Wynn Davies. W.E. Davies and Sons Remodeling is now hiring carpenters, lead carpenters, boycott a stale career. We want you to take on a fresh perspective to your path in life. We're a local family business offering services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. You can be your next team player to deliver stunning, transformative results. Visit wedaviesremodeling.com. Pam is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. We are speaking storm damage, rainfall, pretty aggressive across the state of Wisconsin overnight. Time for a check-in on our ag weather. And Stumach, our ag meteorologist, joining us this morning. So there's been reports of a tornado in the Green Bay area. Mauston apparently had straight-line winds. Thank you to my rainfall reporters, Dennis from uh, eastern Dodge County. Two inches of rain, no storm damage, but his wheat fields are flat. Nine-tenths of an inch of rain in Alto. Uh, three and a half inches in Randolph. I mentioned earlier, Kyle had 1.7, uh, or 1. Uh, what do you say, 1.7, I thought he said, down by Evansville, but no damage. That's the deal this morning, Stu. There is some damage out there. 
Yeah, there is some damage. I'm seeing some tree damage here, there, lacrosse area, some pictures, and, and Green Bay with that possible tornado. A lot of rainfall. Uh, I had an inch and four-tenths on my deck. My friend John over near Armstrong, two inches of rain. A lot of people falling in that inch and two-sevenths in Madison. Uh, lacrosse right at the airport, only six-tenths of an inch. Uh, you know that can be different, most likely anywhere further away. What we see is that the low-pressure system has begun to pull away, and I guess that's better news. The front is clear from southeast Wisconsin, moving over into Michigan and away from us. There is only a small bit of rain this morning way up in northeast Minnesota and down in southwest lower Michigan into Indiana. For the better part of us, we are going to talk about a quieter day today. Some patchy fogs, some clouds around, especially in western Wisconsin. That all clears out today. Sunshine returns. It won't be as hot as yesterday, but still warm for this time of the year. And the southwest winds stay pretty gusty, so a good breeze, that does help to try and start drying things out a little bit. Drier weather as we head through Friday and right into the weekend. Temperatures turning around again on towards Sunday and into Monday. In fact, we could be back up in the 90s by Monday. Some instability could mean some rain chances then as we get next week underway. At this point, maybe very late Monday or more likely maybe late Tuesday into Wednesday. We'll have forecast details right after this. My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. Every time we have a solar system going up in the neighborhood, people are walking by, they're getting their kids out to come look at it. They want to see what, what it is and talk about it and, and understand it. And, and the, the best way to find out if it works is talk to someone who has solar. You probably know someone who's gone solar and, and knows a little bit more. If you have a neighbor that has solar, talk to them. See what they're saying. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com and start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFinn Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpeller milk receiver pump, patented by McFinn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. When hot weather strikes, cattle are stressed. Feed intake decreases and milk production drops. Summer heat may also impact the performance of your herd's reproductive program. Protect your bottom line this summer. Add BioVet's Bovine Gold Light to the TMR and keep your livestock hydrated, milk production up, and breeding program in check. Add Bovine Gold Light to your operation today. Find BioVet online at bio-vet.com. Bio-vet.com. Couple more of our rainfall reports this morning. Lee from Ashford, two and a quarter inches of rain with some twigs down. Also, Linda from Reeseville, inch and a quarter of rain. So, again, Stu, like we said, a drying pattern would be welcome. Just get this volatility out of here. Well, we're going to lose the top off that really hot weather. That's going to help, Pam. Of course, the clouds, some fog this morning, especially in the west. More sunshine further east. A breezy day in store. Let's talk about mid and upper 80s. Still plenty warm, but the southwest winds will be increasing anywhere near 12 to 25, gusting near 40 here as we head toward the afternoon. Overnight, clear, a little cooler. Back down toward the low 60s with the west winds 5 to 15. They may still gust to 30. Friday, well, sunny and nice. Upper 70s, maybe a low 80 at La Crosse or Mauston. Northwest winds 5 to 15. Saturday, very fine. Sunny skies, mid-70s. East winds about 5. 
And unfortunately, Sunday, it starts to warm up again, back up into the 80s. And like I said, then the 90s, Pam, by Monday and Tuesday, that heat returns, and that does bring about your volatility once again. All right. Well, tomorrow morning, why don't we do just a kind of quick wrap-up on communities that got impacted by uh, the severe stuff. I mean, Madison was making the headlines yesterday morning, and now this morning it sounds like Mauston, as well as the Green Bay area, are going to be in the headlines, hey? Yeah, I see a lot of information, Mauston and Wyville, with a lot of damage. So okay. it, it did lay a path. All right. We're thinking about our folks up there for sure. Thanks to Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with a quick update on what's happening with weather. We'll keep you posted and keep sending in your updates on weather. 877-301-FARM. 877-301-3276. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You want new floors, but you're not sure if you can do it yourself. With Wiseway Flooring designers and technicians, you'll have the knowledge and confidence to complete the job for a fraction of what you might think. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our helpful hints might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. We're known for our sweet moves, but what you might not know is that we can store your stuff too. Yep, from one day to one year. We can hold on to your things on our trucks or in our warehouse. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the unexpected storage move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things, well, like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. It's Preston from Window World. I hear too many stories of people being held hostage through a three-hour window appointment and pressured to sign now for a project that's worth a small fortune. At Window World, we take as much or as little time as you have and provide a clear, easy-to-read estimate right on the spot. Don't think your window project is out of reach because some companies ruined your experience. Call the best value in your area. Window World. Call Window World. You'll be glad you did. Eating, working, living pain-free. These are things many of us take for granted. But for many adults with disabilities who are elderly or have serious medical issues, dental care is simply unaffordable. Dental Lifeline Network is looking for dentists who can change this. DLN is asking dentists and their teams to volunteer to just see one of the many patients in need. You can literally change a life. When you volunteer with DLN's Donated Dental Services Program to C1, you treat a pre-qualified patient in your office at your convenience. We handle the details so you can focus on the care. Lack of dental care can lead to the inability to have life-saving surgery, eat, or contribute to our community. If you are a dentist or know a dentist, please share this message. Will you see one? Visit willyouseeone.org to help change one life in your community today. Kerthump. That jolting experience when you hit a pothole. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. Protect your tires from uneven wear with a front-end alignment from Tom's Auto Center. It's also a free service when you purchase a new set of tires. And you'll be driving straight the way you should be. Stay safe, drive safe. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Tom's Auto Center. We're the getter, pick, skitter, done to get you going, guys. 
Are you ready for the next generation of body sculpting? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Current body shaping devices have addressed unwanted stubborn fat and skin laxity. But what if we want more muscle strength and toning? MSculpt is our new body sculpting device at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie that uses high-intensity electromagnetic contractions with a 30-minute treatment described as equivalent to 20,000 crunches. MSculpt is approved for abdomen, arms, thighs, and calves. And it's also the world's first non-invasive butt toning and lifting procedure. MSculpt is a safe, effective addition to any workout program. The possibilities are endless. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. It's the Bergstrom June 3000 Humane Society Challenge. Help us help the local animal shelters and donate $300,000 to the humane societies in our communities. For every vehicle that you purchase in June, Bergstrom Automotive will contribute $100 to the surgery center at the humane society in your area. During the Bergstrom June 3000 Challenge, shop from the largest selection of Chevy trucks and SUVs in Wisconsin, all with Bergstrom's negotiation-free upfront pricing, including our exclusive seven-day lowest price protection guarantee and seven-day money-back guarantee. Choose a vehicle that's in stock, reserve one that's on the way, or order one just the way you want it. Help us donate $300,000 and secure the equipment and medicine to get these animals the care that they need. Find new roads in a new Chevrolet. Stop in or shop and purchase at BergstromChevrolet.com. Let's take care of the animals together. All right, so I was looking at CBS Sports, and so if David Bakhtiari's not going to be there, uh, CBS Sports had an interesting article. Uh, non-quarterbacks, each team, uh, non-quarterbacks that each team can't afford to lose. And I scrolled all the way down to the Green Bay Packers, and their uh, player that they you know, can't afford to lose would be Elton Jenkins. Aaron Rodgers, left tackle, David Bakhtiari. might seem like the easy answer, but Green Bay played almost all of 2021 without him. Ditto for their star cornerback, Jair Alexander, still protecting A-Rod as number one. And Jenkins, despite missing half of last year with his own injury, has the athleticism to suit up at any position on a dime. Rowdy, Elton Jenkins is the one player that's not Aaron Rodgers the Packers can't afford to lose? Well, I would definitely put him higher than David Bakhtiari because we saw David Bakhtiari miss all of last season besides the 20-some snaps against the Lions. And we saw that whether it be Elton Jenkins or whether it be uh, Yosh Neiman, they both filled in admirably at left tackle or any of the other players that had to fill in on the offensive line. And uh, the reason why I see it stinks because you're already, you're already locked into David Bakhtiari for what? Three more years at a elevated rate. Mm Mm-hmm. Elton Jenkins is a guy who he's the most, he, in my opinion, pound for pound is the best offensive lineman that they have currently. And he's a guy that can play center. He can play guard. He can play tackle. He can play left tackle. He can play all over the line. He's by far their best offensive lineman. Not only is he versatile and can play all those positions, but he plays all of them at a high level. It's not like when you plug Elton Jenkins into left tackle, you expected him to be average. He was still really freaking good. Yeah, he's good. No one else on that line can play every single position like uh, Jenkins can. 
So this article is saying that he's the outside of Aaron Rodgers. It's just not the offensive line. It's the whole team that he is the most the the player that they can't afford to lose. The number one outside, I guess number two outside yeah. of Aaron Rodgers, Elton Jenkins. See, I feel like that's a really tough tough uh, question to answer, and the reason being is. We saw both of these guys out, Bakhtiari and Jenkins, and the Packers still have a pretty solid line last year. Now, one would argue maybe they're even deeper offensive line currently after the draft, but we haven't seen some of those guys play. But Brian Gutekunst, if there's one thing he's done really good with the roster, it's that offensive line not only has been good since he's taken over, but it's been deep. Yeah, really deep. Yeah, they seem not to have uh, missed a beat. Uh, for the most part. So, yeah, Elton Jenkins being tabbed as the outside of Aaron Rodgers, the one player the Packers can't afford to lose by what CBS Sports. I'm just throwing this name out there just uh, just for conversation. What about Devondre Campbell? I mean, yeah, he was, uh, what, the leading tackler like, for the Packers we last we year? Don't know, we don't know what Quay Walker is. We hope he's good. Yep. Uh, like, athletically he looks good he better be his film at georgia looks good yep. he was running with the ones alongside campbell in otas but like lafleur said we don't see these guys in pads a lot of guys look good in shorts yep take walker out of the equation Devondre campbell came in last year and solidified the inside linebacker position something that i think the green bay packers have been looking for arguably since early days aj hawk or maybe even nick barnett like, it's been a minute. If they lose him and we don't know what we have in Quay Walker and all of a sudden you go back down to Chris Barnes. Chris Ooh. Barnes Chris Barnes is a is a serviceable NFL player. He's fine. Well, you'll never confuse him with some great linebacker. Yeah. And, and that's supposed to be the captain of your defense. I know Kenny Clark and the defensive line is going to be pretty good. But imagine if all of a sudden now you have a hole at inside linebacker that you thought was going to be roughly all pro level. You already know that your secondary is going to be good, and you already know that your defensive line is going to be solid. I don't know. Maybe I would throw Devondre Campbell up there if we had a poll. Also, uh, yeah, maybe we could get a poll up. Also, Devondre Campbell is uh, something I thought about, too. Is like, let's hope he's not a one-hit wonder. I mean, he was a street-free agent when uh, the Packers went and scooped him up, and you really hope that that wasn't a flash in the pan. You know, that's what I kind of think about Rasul Douglas, too. I'm not saying he's, like, uh, one of the important guys that uh, you can't afford to lose, but when it comes to the guys that the Packers picked up, and then they had a really good year. Like, does that ever creep in the back of your brain, Rowdy or RJ, that Devondre Campbell could be a one-hit wonder? You sure hope not. Yeah, just because he has been, he bounced around a little bit. But uh, they did say in Atlanta that he had a lot of ability, but he didn't necessarily fit their scheme and fits the Green Bay defensive scheme much better than he did in Atlanta. Because we know your barn smells like money. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. And it is all about the money when we visit with our friend Cody Coster from Everag. He's our special guest this morning. Give us a little heads up on what's happening in the marketplace. We're also giving you a heads up at what's going on at the 93rd Wisconsin State FFA Convention. That will draw to a close today at the Align Energy Center. The Midwest Farm Report staff, we've all been running back and forth, shuttling over to the convention, bumping into one another. But we've got the news for you. Now, you can find it on our website, MidwestFarmReport.com. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. You'll see some of the pictures on the action at the FFA convention. And in just a moment, we'll be visiting with Cheryl Zimmerman, State FFA Executive Director, about the numbers they're seeing this year at the convention. Record-breaking is the phrase she's using. Stick around for that. 
Weather-wise, today, again, you're going to have to take care of yourselves. Sunshine and 86. Tomorrow's sunshine and 80 degrees. Saturday's sunshine and 79, but watch out for next week. Looks like we could start off in the 90s. I'm Pam Yonke, by the way. Glad you're along with us. So today is the 16th day of June. Not a lot of big notable items that I see on this day back in 1845. The first free public school opened in Wisconsin. It was, uh, well, Wisconsin was basically a territory, and it opened in a place called South Park, now known as Kenosha. A member of the Wisconsin Territorial Legislature had introduced bills authorizing the establishment of a Wisconsin public school system in 1843, 44, and 45. They failed, so finally they put a bill together authorizing just this one public school, and it was successful on this day back in 1845. As far as the theater is concerned, a lot of different uh, historical marks. On this day back in 1960, Psycho, the psychological horror film from Alfred Hitchcock, premiered. In 1978, the film Grease opened, John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. And on this day in 1980, the musical comedy The Blues Brothers with Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi premiered in Chicago. And now you know. Well, like I said, we want you to know everything that's going on at the Wisconsin State FFA Convention. Last evening, they introduced the new state FFA officer team, and members include Isaac Hopke from Spooner, Heidi Stray from Osseo Fairchild, Kendra Goplin from Whitehall, Jeremiah Eim from Lancaster, Riley Goh from Albany, Cole Hicken from Wapon, Devani Hinkleman from Loyal, Evan Menon from Bayport, Mary Schreiber from East Troy, and Brooke Casey from New Loyal. Now, this morning, they'll announce who the president of the Wisconsin State FFA officer team is going to be. And, of course, we'll be there posting and uh, putting up pictures of that event across social media. Fabulous Farm Babe, Twitter, Fab Farm Babe, and MidwestFarmReport.com. I took a moment yesterday to catch up with Cheryl Zimmerman. Of course, she is the Wisconsin FFA State Executive Director, and she says that this year is one of those years you almost have to pinch yourself. After weathering through the pandemic, 2022 is turning out to be a record breaker, not just at the state convention, but for the state as a whole. Well, we're really excited to be back, and it's growing. I mean, when I was doing registration numbers and looking how many people were actually going to eat meals here, that's when all of a sudden I'm like, 700 people for lunch, 1,000 people for this meal. I'm like, attendance is looking strong. And as we've started out the sessions, the main room is full. I mean, chairs are packed. Uh, it's just, it's wonderful. We were already close to 3,000 at some of our first initial counts. So I think it's going to be a record-breaking convention. And why? You know, I think it's because students are getting back in the, the mode of coming to events and wanting to participate again. You know, the last couple of years with COVID, everything kind of got put on hold. And so I think we're realizing that students appreciate getting together. They appreciate coming to these events. And uh, yeah, we're coming back from COVID. Now, I know there are still some protocol issues that you had to maneuver through. 
help people understand that it's not in your control some of it may be county related still others are back at the school board level exactly you know obviously we can do the planning on this end even when we came back last year i remember here in dane county there was a limit on the number of people that could get together up to june 1st and so last year we actually had our convention in July, so we were hoping that more, and, and thank goodness it, it was lifted. And so this year it was kind of nice not having that, you know, to like yeah. really worry about. But the challenge we had this year was bringing our convention back to June, because then we kind of lost a month of prep and everything, ah. and so everything kind of, you know, kind of fell on top of each other. Um, but looking at what's going on here right now, it's awesome. Things are clicking. You know, we're, we're pretty much back. Our agri-science fair is back here now, our delegate process, yes. which is you know, we didn't have the delegates mm -hmm. here virtually or last year, so they're back now conducting the business of the organization, helping to elect state officers, and uh, it's good stuff. And, and you know, though, we've learned some things from COVID, uh, some things that we could do a little different, and it's been actually kind of nice to be incorporating to say, you know, we looked at that different through COVID. What can we do to continue some of those things we tried new? Take me back to the day of service situation because mm -hmm. that yeah. was one that always touched a metropolitan community when the students were in the community volunteering at parks etc what was the challenge there well again it's just again getting out in different areas of the community taking students from all across the state yeah. you know just not quite being comfortable yet to just do that um, but we are our goal is to bring our day of service back Good. Uh, we want to be able to do some more food packaging again yeah. uh, just it was on a tight timeline yeah. to get convention ready to go but our goal is is to create those service opportunities here at our convention in the future now let's talk about the kids and stepping into those leadership roles you know I, I was talking with your president Ben Steyer and he said you know some of these chapters I'm visiting for the very first time mm -hmm. and they're physically visiting with me for the very first time it's a strange space to be it really is you know as we started coming back this past year with our leadership conferences I mean there are students that that was the first yeah. leadership conference they've been to and they're what juniors in high school yeah. already because normally we have a sequence of conferences where yeah. they start as you know middle school freshmen mm -hmm. and then we realize you know <laughs> it's kind of sounds silly but even in our main sessions we usually have the kids get up and do tunnels and whatever and and it's kind of like oh they're <laughs> sitting there well they hadn't been a part of this before and they didn't kind of know some of those traditions and everything yeah. but uh, but we're coming back and and uh, like I said with attendance at the level that we are right now students want to be participating Cheryl Zimmerman the Wisconsin State FFA executive director and it's not just about the strong numbers at the FFA convention itself Zimmerman says Wisconsin as a whole broke records with FFA membership this year surging over 23,000 strong that's over 3,000 new members just in calendar year 2022. Amazing. All right, we'll take a quick break. Back with a look at markets. And don't forget, Cody Coster joining us before we wrap her up on a Thursday. Whether it's a lot or a little, we need your rainfall reports. The Rural Mutual Rainfall Report is on. Text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from because every month we'll pick a winner for a digital weather station courtesy Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Text those rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM.
As a proud supporter of the dairy industry, Compure Financial sends a special thank you to dairy producers during June Dairy Month. Compure recognizes the dedication it takes to produce safe and nutritious dairy products for our nation and world and is grateful to all the hardworking farmers and their families. Give your local Compure team a call at 844-426-6733 or visit Compure.com for your lending and other financial needs. Compure Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. It's 15 minutes until dinner time, and between everything on the stove, table, and cutting board, you've got enough to worry about. But everyone knows the meal isn't complete without warm, delicious rolls. So what can you do? There's no time to make rolls from scratch or pick some up from the bakery. Now you don't have to compromise. Try Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls with all the taste and freshness of homemade rolls, ready in around 10 minutes. Simply heat them in the oven and you're done. No prep necessary, no stress required. Complete the meal with Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls. All right, just a quick update on the markets because I want to have some time to visit with Cody Coster in a moment. Yesterday in Chicago, barrel cheese gained three and a half cents at two twenty-one. Forty-pound block cheese was up four and two twenty-two and a half. Double butter though, that was down a penny at two ninety-seven a pound. Watch out, Dow Jones Industrial Average this morning down more than five hundred points. December corn is up a nickel at seven twenty-five. November soybeans are up seven. 1530. July wheat's up six and a half at 1056. Right now, July milk is down a penny, 2425 a hundredweight. August milk closed a penny stronger at 2440 a hundredweight. Couple other quick award updates from the 93rd Wisconsin State FFA Convention. Last night, they named the Stars over Wisconsin. Those are the young people that are going to advance to Indianapolis, Indiana, and the National FFA Convention, representing Wisconsin as our stars. The star farmer last night from Howard's Grove, Braden Peter. From Sauk Prairie, the star in ag placement, Luke Sprecher. From Wapon, the star in agribusiness, Cameron Picorni. And the star in agri-science last night announced Wyatt Gotham, from New Auburn. Like I said, those stars will be advancing, representing the state on the national scene coming up this fall in uh, Indianapolis. All right, lots more still to come. Our friend Cody Coster from Everag joining us next with the latest market update. Stick around. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Your tough jobs, the really big ones, deserve a hard-working John Deere tractor from Sloan Implement. Right now, get 0% for five years and $1,000 off on a 5E series tractor. No matter the size of your work, the John Deere 5E is the perfect fit. And when you take a seat on your tractor, your land stands to benefit. 0% for 60 months. Some restrictions apply. See Sloan Implement for details. Offer ends 10 Sometimes people think we're the bathroom remodeling place that just covers up your old stuff. It's how Rebath got its start 40 years ago. But just as technology has improved since dial phones, we've grown to become a total bathroom remodeling company. Free in-home consultation, free custom design, an affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com. Rebath, making it easy to love your bath. You can't beat fun at the old ballpark unless it's the Grand Slam giveaway at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. 
Starting at noon on Sunday, June 26th, 24 winners will each spin the wheel to score a cash prize between $500 and $3,000. Then at 4 o'clock, one grand prize winner will knock it out of the park and bring home the big one, $10,000 in cash. Don't miss out. We're giving away up to $82,000 in total cash prizes. Swing for the fences at... You know who tells a great story? Our Tom's Auto Center customers, like Shelly, who recently gave us a five-star review. It reads, more than helpful in explaining repairs in terms I understand and making an appointment that works with my schedule. Thanks, Shelly. Schedule your appointment. Tom'sAutoCenter.com. We'll make sure you get five-star service. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, you know, given the craziness that unfolded overnight with a lot of weather, we're having a hard time reaching Cody Coster from the Everag Group. That's all right. We've got plenty to talk about continuing coverage of the 93rd Wisconsin State FFA Convention. One gal that I bumped into yesterday was Abby Quinlan. She is our Wisconsin FFA Foundation Executive Director. Uh, she took over the reins from John Romiak earlier this year, so fairly new in that seat. But she brings a wealth of experience as far as a uh, fundraising is concerned. I asked her to tell us a little bit more about herself and also to tell us about the goals that they're setting for 2023. Section 10 FFA student. I was born and bred in Delavan, I bleed the blue and gold. I absolutely love FFA. However, I'm not a farmer. I'll be honest, it was not my calling. I love my animals and I'll keep them, but that's not my main goal. I'll leave that to the brothers. Uh, but my main thing is marketing and fundraising. That is where my strengths lie. Yeah. So when the executive director position came up, the best of both worlds. I get to bleed the blue and gold and do what I'm meant to do. Tell us a little bit about your previous experience because, like you said, you've uh, you've done this kind of thing before. Yeah, so I worked for AgriBility Wisconsin, Farmers with Disabilities and Limitations. I was part of their marketing team. And then I moved on to nonprofit fundraising, so UW-Milwaukee, a couple different small nonprofits throughout the Midwest, and that was great. And then this position came up, and I jumped on it. We're certainly glad to have you, that's for sure. Now let's talk a little bit about how things have been going since you took over. Again, as I emphasize, relatively new in the seat, but very familiar with the foundation, uh, and good numbers for 2022 here at the state convention. We've had amazing numbers. Last night, the state officers reported over 3,000 people in those seats, which is incredible. And the foundation reported over 535,000 fundraised for 2022, so that was a great number to see. Of course, we have our 40th coming up in 23, and our goal is a million, so we're going to need our supporters to really push that. Now, let's talk about the conversations you've been having with our strongest supporters. There are some people in our community that don't know there was a pandemic, never experienced supply chain challenges, and are religiously donating to the FFA Foundation, but I'm guessing you might be picking up on some other conversations not quite that way. Exactly. I think a lot of the conversations I'm having with many of the sponsors, many of the donors, many of the vendors who are here at Convention Expo is how do they meet with students? How do we get kids into their pipeline so that they can help them with job opportunities? And that is really where they're struggling. That job shortage is a real thing for a lot of our agricultural community. So we're working with them. Next year we're expecting Expo to expand so we can get those career opportunities in front of students and get those jobs right there where they need them to be. 
do they stand financially committed to the FFA Foundation? Will they write the checks, even if their business model might not be performing 100%? That's going to shift for every business, of course, but we're going to work with them. We'll have those pledges. We'll work with them however they need to get that set up because I know they're great supporters of FFA and they want to continue. So we're going to work with them to make sure that they can keep doing that and we can stay sustainable in our organization as well. You know, it uh, begs the question, Abby, to go from a half a million to a million <laughs> in one calendar year is pretty aggressive. So tell me about the outliers, the other partners that you're going to be reaching out to, and how do you expect to get them to write the check? We're changing our marketing. Uh, we have a lot of different partners within FFA, and we're all merging together. We're getting our branding on point. We're creating that messaging ahead of time. So when we jumpstart in January, it is ready to run. You are going to constantly see FFA in headlines. We're going to make sure everybody is out there. And then we're going to reach out to those sponsors that we haven't been talking to. Right. You know, We haven't been doing the best job, so we need to fix that. And we have the staff now in place, myself, so that we can do that. Sponsors, you better be ready to get a call and yeah. a couple of visits. I'm a persistent poly. You know, and like we said, for many of us, FFA is such part of our mm -hmm. heritage, our DNA, but there are a lot of folks I'm assuming you still have to educate about. Definitely. I mean, we have over 23,000 FFA students, but there's over 40,000 in egg classes in the state. So making sure that the people who they're connected to are getting educated on that. And of course, we know how many people, I think it's three generations removed from the farm, so we have that big gap that we need to really work on our messaging. We are not future farmers of America. We are FFA, and we need to make sure that they know that. Let's talk a little bit more about how you're going to assist sponsors, mm -hmm. uh, recruiters, on finding the fantastic talent we have within FFA. And the other thing is, it's not just those high school students. Now it sounds to me like these businesses, these supporters, are looking at as young as middle school to help them understand opportunities. Well, thankfully, we do have FFA in a lot of middle schools and agricultural and tech programs, so we'll work with our teachers in that respect. But a lot of opportunities are going to be coming digitally. You know, we mm. need to create our email newsletter so that it's reaching a broader range. We need to really get on point with our social media so that we are reaching the right people for our sponsors, and we're making that connection for them. That's Abby Quinlan. She is the Wisconsin FFA Foundation Executive Director. Uh, like I say, fairly new in the seat, but obviously very familiar with Wisconsin Agriculture, Wisconsin FFA. A big uh, task ahead of her, though, to go from about a half a million dollars in fundraising in 2022 to a million, their target for 2023. I like that phrase, a persistent poly. So be ready. If she taps on your door, she's not going away anytime soon. Well, like I said, the 93rd Wisconsin FFA convention will be going away probably around lunchtime, early afternoon today. That's when they're going to be naming the Wisconsin State FFA president. I just got an email from Allison Lund, our summer intern. She is already going to be on her way to the convention, so she will have that conversation for tomorrow morning. And she'll also be posting pictures and the latest updates. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, as well as our Instagram account. Don't forget Fab Farm Babe on Twitter and, of course, MidwestFarmReport.com. Lots of things going on this week as well. Thank you so much to all you talk text line users. Appreciate the weather update. You can keep them coming this morning as you start to reveal more damage, more rainfall. That number, anytime you want, 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. This is the Midwest Farm.